Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And on this episode, we are going to be thinking, doing, playing board games. And we have a very cool idea topic. Ryan, let us uh, in on what's going on for this episode. We're gonna get we're we're gonna do all the publishers' work for them. We're gonna pitch some of our coolest. Um, we're gonna retheme some games of some of our favorite IPs. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Amazing Stories Comics on Eighth Street in Saskatoon. They're the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada. And they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories, amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Welcome back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. We are going to go straight into thinking, doing, playing board games. And first up is Ian. Ian, what you got for us, man? So this weekend, uh, on Friday, we were my wife and I were just kind of hanging around, as is the norm these days. And <laughs> we thought, well, we haven't done one of the escape room games in a while. So we started, and I had a uh, one of those unlock games so those are the that's the game where it's all cards but you have an app that you that kind of is your timer and you punch the proper codes in to see if you're right and you can move on um and so we're like well we haven't done one of these in a long time so let's break this one out and then we opened it up and we started reading through the rules and we realized that it was a team versus team game and so we thought oh i know which one you're talking about so we thought well that's kind of not going to work very well with only two of us because we didn't really want to do one v one. So we said, okay, well, let's just put this aside. When we can play with other people, we'll do that one. So then we went that's the, to that's the island. That's the island one, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, forget the, the full one. title. And so then we decided, well, let's uh, let's break out one of the exit ones. And so we just kind of grabbed one of the ones we haven't done on random, which was the haunted roller coaster. And fitting. As it, turned, as it turned out, it turned out to be very fitting because it was the day before Halloween and it turned out to be a very Halloween themed game because it had like jack-o'-lanterns all over the place and it had ghosts and Frankenstein's monster showed up and cool. we were like, well, this, yeah, that's some serendipity right there. That worked out perfectly. But boy, I like these exit games. I, they're, they're, they always got, they're always unique and different and they've got neat puzzles and they do a really good job of designing every part of that box to be involved in some way (laughs) which i think is really cool and if you have not tried one of these exit games they're like 15 or 20 dollars a pop and they're 
it's a one-shot deal, so you have to know that going in. But if you're okay with that, definitely check them out. Anybody who hasn't out there, if you like puzzles, because they're they're a good puzzle. Yeah, the exit the exit games made my uh, made it into my top twenty. I named the the game system. I've like I really 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 enjoyed them. I'm just waiting for the new ones. There's a there's about three new ones coming on their way to North America, and we're waiting on we're waiting on those ones because we've done them all. I, I we did the haunted roller coaster one. I think this past summer. I want to say I remember that one. That was a, that's a good entry one. That's a good one to start off with. It is, yeah, and it was. Yeah, and it was perfect for Halloween. You guys are going to mock me because I'm looking at, uh, I think it's the Abandoned Cabin, the first one, that is sitting on my shelf and I haven't played it yet. That one's still, the Abandoned Cabin is still one of my favorites. Really? Okay. Um, exit ones. Because yeah, I'll, I'll probably be playing it just solo, right? So um, it'll, be, uh, <laughs> it'll be me abandoned in the, in the game by myself because I won't know what to do. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, that's uh, yeah. Which one was that? The roller coaster one? Exit. The haunted roller coaster. Haunted roller coaster. Cool. So, um, uh, are you compelled to take take on more exit games, or is this kind of like a uh, tried it and done? Well, I've done a whole bunch already. Oh, cool. So okay. this was one of the few that I hadn't done. I still have the the two part catacombs one that I haven't done, and then there's a Ooh. few we haven't bought yet. So otherwise, right we're all cut up. Cool. The catacomb, the catacombs one, that would have been a really good one to do on Halloween. That's a very spooky, very Halloween themed. Yeah, that one would have been good too. Um, right on. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I, I, mine isn't really a play game, but it's kind of like thinking and doing because uh, it all stems from Flat Out Games, who we follow on Twitter, and um, uh, they're and and I looked on their Twitter page, and, and it's kind of one of these split. Uh, um, uh, uh, residencies, I guess, Winnipeg and Seattle, which to me right away is like that's a that's a you know an online team that designs, and uh, so flat out games. Um, I picked up Calico. Um, I, I bought mm. went to Amazing Stories and I picked that one up just because I've been hearing so many good things about this tile laying game, and what a very cool abstract puzzle it is. Um, I've heard. Um, many things, you know, uh, as far as how we, you know, we like to be compelled to uh, our attention drawn to a certain game. Someone said it's it had that same itch scratched as Arboretum did as a puzzle game, and I immediately went, oh, "Really? I like that kind of, mm. you know, mind." mind manipulation or at least tactical thinking game and nothing says more fun for me than tiles um pattern building um and uh you know we have a cat and there's a big cute orange tabby on the cover and uh that compelled me and once i got a little closer and saw who the it was beth sobel who does the art and Mm -hmm. so i mean right away i'm like click click there's two for two Right. Um, So picked it up, had a look at it. Um, uh, I just finished punching it out and started reading the rule book. And I am, you know, when you have that glee, it was like, yay, I did. This was a good I was so happy with the purchase because uh, my instincts were correct. And the best part about it, it's a solo game. Please want to four. So, um, uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, get this thing going. Now, what I also want to mention, too, in my little segment here um, is not only talk about that game, but flat out, um, 
when I did my quick research on it, uh, these guys are pretty pretty prolific because I'm looking here as, uh, as a design collaborative. We have several designs under their belt, including the Cardboard Edison and Lucci Award finalist Point Salad. Um, yep. They have Public Market, which I kickstarted. It's a cool fishing game. Um, ta- uh, Dollars to Donuts um, and uh, Truffle yeah, Shuffle. Just, that one was just, yeah, Truffle so, Shuffle just came out and Dollars yeah. to Donuts just uh, finished on Kickstarter. And and I've heard, like, I mean, I don't know if it was, you know, the, the properly timed hype train, but... Those are, those are all um you know still in my in my working memory as far as what I've been consuming as content and reviews and overviews and stuff like that. So um, I'm I'm fired up to follow this company, and uh, and I can't wait to get. Uh, I mean I have Point Salad. I absolutely adore that game. I think Ian and I talked about and you Ryan yeah, you yeah. talked about this game too, mm-hmm. um, and Public Market. I mean I love my fishing. And um, this was such a cool, I think I saw Rotto do this one, and it's one of those little tile fishing games where, where you try to pack your catch into the icebox kind of thing. And uh, it's an economics game, so right away I'm like swinging for the fence with these guys. So yeah, that's, that's my little shtick with these guys, is flat out games and Calico. So Yeah, I, I've heard them things about Calico. Um, I heard I have heard more comparisons. Uh, I haven't heard the Arboretum comparison, but I have heard that it more compares to like something like a, like a Sagrada, where it's like mm. it's your 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 the placement of the placement of your tiles, and then there's some uh, goal objectives that if they okay, for every like this type of pattern, you score this many yeah, points and patterns, count, colors, that kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, that 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 had me that had me intrigued because we like we like Sagrada. Mm-hmm. And everything like that. So, yeah. Once I once yeah, I, no, I I've, I've seen I've seen this one around. I've I've seen this one around. And I've heard some people talking about it. I just haven't like this. The cat theme. I don't think really. What a strong us, but, what a strong yeah, lineup I mean, of games though, right? Talk about a, they, uh, That's a good stable yeah, to have. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're 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 getting a good they're getting a good pedigree. Well, I guess I, I'm I'm downloading the cat theme. I didn't think that I was gonna like a bird game, and yeah, I liked Wingspan. <laughs> well, I mean that's you know what though maybe that's maybe that's the 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 slap in the in the psyche that we need is to just realize that there's more to the, you know the book than just the cover kind of thing. I'm speaking in metaphors now, Ryan. <laughs> Speak, okay. Speaking of bizarre metaphor messages and communications and a little psychosis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I uh, I uh, throw in, I threw it out on Twitter that Jen and I were looking for like a quote unquote mm. spooky game to play on. That's right. To play on uh, uh, on Halloween. So some of the options were that I wanted uh, I threw out um, Arkham Horror, the third edition, um, trying out the two player variant on Dead of Winter or Tiny Epic Zombies. Or oh, I can't even remember what the other what the other option was, but um, Arkham Horror was the one that won the the um, uh, the poll. So Jen and I actually did end up playing Arkham <laughs> Horror Third Edition on uh, on Halloween night. And uh, let, let me get this straight: so the Arkham Horror Third Edition is a completely different beast than the one that Ian was describing a few episodes ago when he had tackled and him and Lane tackled. Uh, Arkham Horror Second Edition. They completely never redid the game. Edition. <laughs> they complete. From what I understand, is that they completely redone the game. 
that it's really not even the same game cool. anymore. So so there was a lot of people that were up in arms about calling it Arkham Horror 3rd Edition. They just should have called it a different Arkham game mm-hmm. at that point because it was, they, they changed it so much. Um, but th- th- this is more in line of like I kind of like when I play it, it's kind of more in line of uh, Arkham Horror the card game, the board game is what kind of, it kind of has that more, more of a DNA to it. Ian, can as you in, put more subtitles of, in there? <laughs> <laughs> but let me, let me put it this way. It, it t- this game still takes forever oh, to set up. Oh, really? It still takes forever to set up. Oh. Like you have these location boards and then each location board has its own deck of cards that you need to shuffle. And there's a bazillion tokens. And then there are there's a scenario setup sheet. And then there is, oh, now you have to start drawing cards out of this. Oh, wait, this event deck has the exact same looking cards as the um, location cards. So make sure that they're not confused with one another. And But when you actually get to start playing about an hour later, <laughs> it's actually really a lot of fun. Um, the scenario that we were, we were tackling, um, monsters were coming out of left, right and center, which was much different than some of the other scenarios that we had played. And yeah, uh, I, I lost two characters, like almost like right off the bat. This is not a game where it's like, Hey, you lose a character, you're out of the game. When one of your characters dies, you have to just go back into the stack of characters and just select a new one. So it's like, Hey, so-and-so just all of a sudden just showed up out of the blue and is now part of this world and mythos it's kind of kooky crazy but it's kind of fun in that regard plausible deniability um, um about two and a half hours into our play so this game was taking a little while we actually ended up getting to a point where we progressed the story the story was progressing in such a negative direction for us <laughs> that it finally just said you know what you lose the game so we just played for two and a half hours and there was no the resolution was yeah, you, you guys lost. Everything's just gone to chaos. Everything's gone to crap and you lose. And we're like, well, that was fun. I guess there was no way that we could actually pull this off. No, this so much bad things happened. It's really kind of a neat game. I would give this one a shot. If you're kind of that Arkham horror Cthulhu mythos yeah. type type of thing. It does. I heard it does streamline. Like I said, if you're a fan of the card game, this game is kind of right right up that right up that alley a lot of the same dna kind of like how you take your actions and what kind of actions okay. you can take okay but uh completely different types of storylines and yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave it at that the, the the card game is still the best in my opinion but uh this is still it still scratches the same image a new expansion just came out too that's what well that's what we were playing too the new expansion of uh into the deep okay and we were playing one of those new scenarios Ian, you got something to yeah. fire back? Well, I don't know, because apparently this is a different game than what I played. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I can't. I, well, you see, I haven't, I haven't played second edition, <laughs> so I can't even compare. But I've just heard All right. that, they, that, they, that they completely changed some most of the mechanics. So we might as well compare it to Wingspan for as much context as you're <laughs> able to provide. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. The, the, I've never been drawn to that Arkham kind of Cthulhu mythos, but Me I do neither. have the card Me game neither. only because you, Ryan, you kept saying that it was such a smooth designed engine of a game. 
And then, and then I opened up Marvel Champions and went, <laughs> I'll get to you later. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you know what? We, we, we can even say this with a lot of good like co-op games too. Like this has a really um, strong, also like pandemic DNA oh, background cool. to it too. Like um, instead of fighting viruses and whatnot, yeah. there's doom that's yeah. being spread amongst Arkham. And then you have to kind of like keep that doom and the bad yeah. things that are coming. The portal I think that was in the game, in the one I played. I think the it was doom? just creatures coming out. I think that's all that they had. Yeah, and then there's like in our game, creatures were coming out that, um, like exponentially spread the doom. And then as soon as so much doom ends up in a location, that's when the really bad things start happening. And then you kind of have to yeah. try to keep it at bay. Kind of sounds okay. like being at a mall and the teenagers are showing up. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Cardboard Conjecture is probably sponsored by. Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on 8th Street in Saskatoon. And we are back. This is Cardboard Conjecture. Topics of interest. The topic of today is new IPs over existing games. We're going to, as Ryan said in the intro, we're going to provide a lot of brainstorming think tank for all you publishers out there. All we want is a prototype. That's all we want to play, man. That's it. And, and of course, of course, preface, we have no idea what IP or intellectual property law consists of oh yeah i don't know how you can i don't know how you can get think, a hold of these i think in canada it's like you buy the guys a, a donut and a coffee and and you got like the rights for your province i think so sorry tim horton's thing um all right so and i'm just uh, gonna i'll just gonna preface by saying <laughs> so i is, don't want no part of this <laughs> this is just uh just a fun exercise right yeah. to kind of play around with it but I do want to make it clear, I am against retheming games in all shady shapes or forms. So while this is just going to be a fun time, I don't actually want anybody to do this. This is just an aberration. And, yeah. and wait, 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 what? So, yeah. So, so you're, the, you're basically the buddy of Frankenstein that said, no, no, let's just do this, but let's not charge the, you know, just not try to bring it to life. No, let's just l- 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 listen back yeah. to when we were bringing up about, um, Hamburg and Amsterdam, the rethemes, uh, or sorry, the new <laughs> versions of, or let's not get Stephen started Feld on every, games. every trick-taking game that could just be played with a deck of cards, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, before we start, too, uh, uh, like your approach or your thought to this game, I'll just throw in my two cents. When you present, uh, I think Ryan, when you presented this idea. Um, I thought, okay, this is an interesting, and, and as Ian just said, uh, interesting thought experiment. And I went, so do I look at a game I like and analyze the architecture of the game and think what movie would fit this? Or do I look at a movie that I really like and go, what the, how does the plot work towards a game that already exists? So I, I went at this from a couple different ways and, and, and found some interesting fits. Um, Ian, how did you approach this, man? 
I uh, I focus specifically on TV shows. I just decided to limit myself to that. Ooh. So I'm going to go. Th- I kind of went through all my kind of my favorites. And then I looked at my board game collection and said, what would fit? And I got a few that are wishy-washy, but I've got a few that actually click together pretty nicely. So we'll see. Cool. Yeah, cool. my improv brain went off on this one. Ryan, how did what, what approach yeah. did you put together? Yeah, so... Yeah, so so you mentioned kind of like movies, Norman, and Ian mentioned TV. I kind of went like more like of a kind of like a pop cult, like I'm a kind of like more of a pop culture kind of guy. And I kind of went, oh, I, I went with it with like, huh? Do these do these any of these IPs already have a game? Mm-hmm. And what 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 did they what did they do? And then I also kind of did what Ian did. It's like, oh, I've got some games that hey, if it had this instead, hmm. I think we might be on to something, yeah. or if it added this, yeah. okay, type of thing. And uh, so. and I figured that we we like we did with our uh, our top twenty or, or top fifty that we just you know take turns firing off our suggestion and just keep going around until we exhaust ourselves. Go around, yeah, yeah, yeah. around. Um, uh, um, I I don't have any order, but uh, Ryan, because this was your idea, why don't you why don't you take point on? Well, this? actually, it was Ian's idea. Was it idea. Ian's idea? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. the one who typed it in the, oh, well, the one you, document at one point. There you go. Ian, take point on this one. Oh, okay. Well, I, hmm, what should I start with? <laughs> okay, let's start with Lost. Don't start off with the best one. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> let's start off with Lost. So, Lost. Right, have, did you guys watch Lost at all? Yes. Not even 10 mm-hmm. seconds. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right, but you know it was like. Friends friends anymore. I, to- I totally know the premise. I totally know the okay. whole. The whole, you know, oh my God, really? That's what it was? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I was thinking, okay, what game would fit Lost? And of course, the one that comes to mind immediately is Robinson Crusoe, because you're stranded on an island and you're trying to survive and you're exploring the rest of the Exploration. island. Exploration. Yeah. Okay, that might work. That's a little too on the nose. And then I thought, wait a minute, and then I got it. Dead of Winter. So if we retheme Ooh. Dead of Winter with Lost, because Lost is a is a show that has a whole massive <laughs> cast of characters, right? It starts mm-hmm. out with a whole bunch of survivors, and then as the show goes on, more characters kind of show up and get included into the cast. And I'm like, that's what Dead of Winter does. You've got all these characters. You start out with some characters, and you eventually come more come along the way, and you grow your little party. And so, like, the barricade could be, like, the lost beach. And then they can go out to all the different, like, other locations, like the Dharma stations, and go search for stuff. I don't know exactly what the big threat is, but, like, what the zombies would be. It might be, could be the smoke monster, it could be the others. Um, But I think the idea of collecting more characters and going and, you know, searching other locations, I think would fit the lost theme really quite well. I have no context on either one of those because I have not played that game and I have not watched that show. But I, well, what I, good but are I you, am, <laughs> but I'm no help at all. But <laughs> I, do, I am familiar with like the format of both, and I think, like from a, a thematic kind of lock and fit, I think that would work totally. Yeah, I, li- I like the idea. You can definitely make it work with like I say, like you would have to have the combination of all of those threats. Uh, uh, I think so. Yeah, kind of like approaching the. You have yeah. to have the smoke monster the man in black thing or the uh the others or even have like the different scenarios across the different time periods like there was like the when you can just have an isolated 
incident when the the Dharma Initiative was getting just formatted and the the island See, was fighting back. See, I'm thinking Dharma back. and Greg now. It's like I'm <laughs> off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ryan, yeah, what yeah. you got, man? Sorry, was there anything else that you wanted yeah. to add to this before? They both we... have dogs too. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yes, there's. <laughs> what was the lost dog's name? Vincent. I can't remember. Right. How come <laughs> I, I I totally brain farted that one? Oh man. Cool. Ryan, your turn. Okay. Mm, okay, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Ian. I don't know which one I should start with. I think I just got to start off with a weak, a weak entry here. So um, one of my favorite sci-fi, I guess, I guess it was like, it was, a, it was a TV show. It had multiple TV um, iter- iterations to it, and, it's a, and I'm a big sci-fi guy. But the IP I'm kind of going with here is Stargate. Oh, you guys know yeah. Stargate? Are you and so like what the I'm, show or the movie? Or uh, just I'm, I'm in more general? Probably, I'm probably just thinking like Stargate in general, but I was a really big fan of SG-1 and, 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 mm-hmm. and, what, the, and what the show did. The episodic so adventure what thing, th- yeah. And so what I'm thinking here, what I'm thinking here is, I'm, I, like you guys know, I'm a big fantasy flight guy, right? If fantasy flight could get their hands <laughs> and do a... Do like a like a like a descent or an imperial assault oh. type of a type of app driven co op game in the Stargate universe where you are you know you got to go on all those missions. It was and you totally gotta, tactical, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they have to take on whatever yeah. situation was coming at play, and so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I think I think a, a co a good co- maybe it, ha- it has to be co op, and the mini can kind of look like MacGyver. Game. no but but i was bouncing okay so i was bouncing around this idea too that like i know there's a lot of people say we don't need another app driven co-op adventure game blah 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 so maybe you could also maybe adapt like uh, like a a gloomhaven type of type of system but with stargate and you can have like that multiple branching pathway storyline going on and um taking actions to go just Whatever the scenario is at, at play, do they have to gather resources to get, or do they have to fix the gate to get home or something like that, or just do another jump somewhere? Right. Yeah. On that, I'm not, yeah. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, th- I think Stargate would probably be a really good, like, uh, co op adventure uh, type of game. And I'm thinking a little more in that lines of it, like what Fantasy Flight does with their adventure cool. co op games. Cool. I'm surprised that there isn't a Stargate game yet, actually, because it's a pretty well-loved, like, nerd property, right? Yeah. yeah I'm surprised yeah, there yeah. isn't a game yet. There you go. Well, there, 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 might, there might be, but it might like, like, not be very good. Like, let me just see. I'm just typing in Stargate right now. Oh, yeah. into There's probably yeah, something, yeah. but... Yeah. <laughs> Some Hasbro uh, Parker Brothers thing. Uh, Stargate SG-1 made in 2004, rank... Nineteen thousand three hundred eight. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> yeah. now you've got a me- metrics of measurement. You got to be better than that one. <laughs> cool. The average through the average rating was four point four. Cool. <laughs> so, oh, this thing looks like a mess. So for me, it would be right beside Splendor. Um, uh, you know what? Because so that's an IP st- that definitely needs some love. Yeah. Before we started recording, we kind of compared notes on how many how many uh, um, ideas we came up with, and, and uh, I kind of I kind of surprised myself and you guys. So instead of picking one, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know say Ian, pick give me a number between one and twelve, and I'll just pick that seven one. seven. Oh, okay, okay. Now, 
Okay, uh, this is awesome. You picked a great one. Now, my choices here, I told Ryan today at Good work that me. my choices went from, like, kids' shows on Treehouse all the way to uh, Canadian-produced documentaries. <laughs> so I think on that second one, uh, all I heard from Ryan was... It's like, wait, dude, wake up. Yes. I'm listening to that. Don't change the channel. Okay, so... Number seven I have on my list here is I love me some Terry Gilliam. And the, whatever <laughs> comes out of this man's brain to me is absolute <laughs> abstract Salvador Dali-esque poetry on the screen. Twelve Monkeys is Ooh. the IP. Oh. And if now considering all that time travel stuff and fixing things, and not that I've played this game, but I've, I've watched enough videos and I've heard enough reviews, Anachrony. Take 12 mm -hmm. monkeys and put it in that anachrony system of how they use or how they implement worker placement time travel to go and fix things. Now, the best part of this is the villain is the virus. You're always so it's a matter of whatever. And again, you could change it into fact or keep it like factions. Right. Um, I know, Ryan, you have an acrony, so you've probably got a good dial into how all of these elements might transfer beautifully to this IP. But I think um, the, that's what the connection rate, I, I wrote down, my, this, this was one of those, find the title, uh, analyze the plot, and find the game. And, and it was that whole time travel thing, and right away I went, well, the only one I know is Anachrony. And then I started rolling the wheels and clicking and reading some descriptions. And I thought, this would be an interesting fit. It would be because it's got, there's that connection in the movie, like where he leaves the phone messages and stuff. And yeah. there, that could be incorporated somehow. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, leaving yourself hints or going on, on, a, on a wild goose chase because you thought what was accurate was inaccurate and now you're completely off, off of, you know, any kind of game success system. Right. Um, yeah. Ryan, how, you, you what are you even, thinking? You, you, could, you could adapt it too because um, I, I'm, I don't know if you guys ever have watched it, but there's the 12 Monkeys, um, yeah, like the, this, the TV show. I started watching that too, yeah. There's a TV show that kind of like there's different kind of like plot lines mm -hmm. that you could fo that you could follow with that and is an interesting choice because the way that they do time travel in that game is more like a, it's like it's like a loan mm -hmm. that's system. what i've heard yeah yeah is that you're, you're you're borrowing the resources and then if you don't pay them back later you create these um you create um space-time continuum anomalies and well, stuff like that so i yeah and as ian was saying the resources is information mm, right yeah right and it's and and the information is all specific to because I think in an acronym, isn't there like an asteroid that's coming to destroy the world or something like that? Yeah, they're like we we know you have some events you yeah. have to prepare for the impact. And that and was then, the same yeah. same thing I knew about Twelve Monkeys is that they know when this event happens. They know what the date is. They need to either get enough information to be able to help themselves after that event zero or oh. prior to that so you event can either zero. try to you can either try to stop it or live th or, or live try or if it actually still happens you still have to like okay okay now i gotta i gotta scramble and get as many points as possible or something like that yeah because, mm -hmm. cool hey okay, that one that one could work all right that, that, that one, sounds that like can work that sounds like a pandasaurus game if i ever <laughs> okay ian back to you man oh my okay Let's go with 
I'm going to go with my kind of half-baked one because I'm not sure how well this one worked. But I figured I had to try to get a game that fits the X-Files because I love the X-Files. It's one of my favorite shows. And I was looking specifically through my collection. And, of course, Ryan talked about Arkham Horror a little bit earlier. Something like that would probably fit really well with the Mm X-Files. But I'm Mm -hmm. like, no, I'm going to look to see what my games. And so the best one I can come up with was Shadows Over Camelot. So if you are, because I think it would have to be a co-op, right? You know, one player is Mulder, one Scully, you know, Skinner, Lone Gummin, right? And so what you're, what you can do then is go on the quests can be like, you're going on cases, right? So you're going on different cases. And so like, instead of the, the Excalibur could be crop circles. Right. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or you have evidence of like a crashed UFO yeah, or something yeah, that you're yeah. trying to retrieve. And then the, the catapults around the castle, that could be like the FBI headquarters and the catapults are really like the conspiracy, conspiracy was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. taking over Cracking different the parts of the FBI. And you kind of got to battle against that. And then you can like go out to, you know, stop serial killers instead of the Celts or, or the Picts or whatever it is, or the the Normans. So is that the other ones that invade? Yeah. And they, they could be like, you know, all the creatures. And then the cards, instead of just saying Normans, it could be like specific creatures like yeah, yeah. Eugene Tombs or the Fluke Man. It could be, you could specialize it. Or what are the that. what are the little nerd tech guys that... Uh, the that Lone Gunman. Lone Gunman. The skull, that Scully goes to? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man, I'm having like flashbacks. Dude with the long, straight blonde hair. Cool. Yeah, that that completely, yeah. that completely works. Oh, so there we go. X-Files, X-Files is so good. So good, even Ian. I have X-Files on my <gasps> list. I figured too. somebody else there would have go. X-Files. Well, let's do that as but a transition. I went, Ryan. But I went, I went a completely different route because lately what just came out was that they had a Star Wars themed unlock no, oh, that's right, the three and one. But how about we have an X Files themed unlock oh, yeah. box? That would work really well. It, it totally work really works well. with, mm-hmm. with, with, with the mist with the mysteries and you have to solve the case. Because there are already unlocks that they kind of like mimic like Sherlock Holmes yeah. like, and stuff like that, but it could totally work. And even you could have like an exit the game X Files type of thing. Anything that has like this this escape room in a box type of Puzzle feeling, I think, think yeah. would fit an X Files. Even um, we talked to Shen Fung Lim and his Coded Chronicles. I pitched this that they, we said your Coded Chronicles fits the X Files universe <laughs> so well of having to go on a case yeah. and explore it and what you find there. And you have your you have the characters. The characters are very strong in the X Files. And then and yeah. then I think we That's needed a judicial seminar class to understand uh, uh, intellectual property law. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? Yes, say what? You got a what? Who? Oh man, that's too hard. <laughs> yeah. So I went the escape room in a box theme, but you have to have got to put the X Files in there somehow. Yeah, I, I, think I that would fit. That's yeah. a good fit. I really yeah. like that. That, yeah, okay, so, so I think we ju- I think I, I think we just jumped. I think that was my my, my best one. On no, my no, list. no, because you'd be surprised. <laughs> I had no idea that that that. Uh, oh yeah, no, that's that's awesome. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge, right here in Saskatoon. 
Using industry-leading technology, breakout escapes, escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. Okay, Ryan, pick a number between 1 and 12 and you can't pick 7. Uh, 6. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> is he going to do that for all of them? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, I like my, I like my, my movies. I, I adore the sci-fi, the, the kind of like, you know, bent on reality thing. And, uh, Chris Nolan did this very cool show called Inception. <laughs> nice. Right. And so I thought, hmm, that is such a cool, cool show. Um, I'm, I love teaching psychology. I love that idea of, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, con- levels of consciousness and the fact that this consciousness affects you know, you know that whole that whole correlation right so I thought hmm the game that would work for this is stuffed fables and the same mechanism as Comanauts where it's basically um, they use like a little mini's adventure game and with stuffed fables is that there's a, a girl having nightmares and you're you're basically the little stuffies that are there to save her from her nightmares and so each page and it's very much like uh, Ryan Lockett did with his with his near and far um, with the with the board game is in this ring binder um, book and and each page is its own kind of episode and um, you have on one side of the page you'll have the you know your objectives and your little rule um, uh, 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 not exceptions, but uh, um, format for that scenario or for that kind of uh, um, skirmish. And I thought that would be such a brilliant way to approach that idea of levels of consciousness in uh, um, uh, a single objective or a single, let's say, adventure, right? Um, yeah, I thought for sure these two... And Comanauts kind of does the same thing, but instead of a child, it's an adult who's in a coma, and they have to send people into his conscious mind um, uh, th- uh, through... I-, I forget what the mechanism was, through hypnosis or through you know some, some electrical transinduction, you know, neurological link kind of thing. I think I just made something up there. Um, uh, <laughs> and, um, but Comanauts does that same... Uses that same... A ring binder, flip the page. Here's your new map. Here's your new uh, grid system and and uh, your adventure uh, layout and the little rule set. And I thought, yeah, that would totally fit Inception because the format of the idea or the plot format for that show, you could interchange events, right? It's like it could be your Inception team is going in to solve a like a Mission Im- a- Impossible crime, right? So I thought. That was that would be a cool fit. I want to hear what you guys think. Interest, interesting. I never I never went the Christopher Nolan um, route when I was thinking about um, these, but yeah, I, I there, there there's some things that you could probably do. And it, yeah, you're right. It has to be it has to be story. It has to be a story based. Yeah. Um, scenario thing. You'd have to have like a campaign book where it's like, okay, here's your first thing. Now you you could play through it and and. 
maybe okay one and done but i think it would have as long as you have multiple characters no no it has to be set up that you have no idea what you're doing the first time around. <laughs> and then the next time that you play, you're like, oh, wait, now it's starting to make sense. And they could oh. add, they, oh, and you could add or take out yeah. certain things in that, in that specific deck because like, like your, like your dreams, they switch on a dime, right? It'd be like, oh, I thought I remembered this, but it was, it wasn't a dog. It was a horse, right? It's like, there could be some interesting things going on in there. So, I don't yeah. know the games that you're talking about, but is there any opportunity for the kick that goes down from dream level to dream level to dream level? Because that well, would be cool if you could incorporate that. I think that might be, yeah, that would be a very cool mechanism is that maybe that's what you're, there's two ways to approach that level is to go, okay, well, we could go for the, for the, you know, the, the fast and easy solution, or we could try and set up the kick to drive us into this, you know, deeper bonus side kind of story. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The page could open up and then have a flip down if you could do the kick. And then you could <laughs> you could do a little side side kind of route like uh, like Great Western Trail did with their expansion board. They just went, hey, let's take you on another little side journey. Cool. Yeah. And if you want to make one on Tenet, you'd have to make a game where you can play it 10 times and still not know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Broadchurch, the game. Okay. Cool. All right, Ian, you're up now, man. Okay, I'll go with, let's go with The Simpsons. Everybody loves Yay. The Simpsons. Or, you know. Yay. And so I was thinking, okay, what could The Simpsons make a game of? And then I thought, you know what? Suburbia. <laughs> so you are oh. building Springfield. <laughs> So you can have like the tiles, you can have like a Moe's Tavern tile, the landfill could be the flaming tire yard. I want to be beside that. The nuclear power plant. And then of course you've got the the goals that you go for, right? And those could be the characters, right? So the miser would be Mr. Burns. The public officer would be Mayor Quimby, the environmentalist would be Lisa. And yeah, you're building up Springfield. You, oh, have, you have an awesome oh, Simpsons art. You don't even have to yep. sell me on this. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, Simpsons, That's a good one. Springfield Suburbia. That, yeah. that would be so yeah. much fun to just start going, all right, we need five of these tiles. All right, what are we going to look at? Look at some. And, the, and the entire time, you're just quoting the show yeah. the entire oh, yeah. time. <laughs> the flavor text that you could put under some of these tiles, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. Oh, okay. That that one's that one's. Yep. All, that one's got all a the, All the little, all the water tiles. All the water tiles yeah. have to have that three-eyed bleeding yeah. fish. <laughs> yes, that would be good. With the with a with a refuse spout yeah. going into the into the water system. Yeah, the parks would oh. be like have the lemon tree in it. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And let the bears play the bear tags. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, just and the homage to just all the characters that they've developed, like you, like comic book guy, and I mean, you, oh man, you could you'd have so much fun with that game. Oh, I mean, yeah, as far as great. producing it, wow! I don't, I wouldn't want to know what the IP license for that is. <laughs> well, you, wait, you got you got to like you got to talk to Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hear they're a small company. It's okay. Ryan, it's oh, great. Okay, I'm you're going gonna back. Fo- you're gonna follow the I... Simpsons, man. Oh, I see. You see, I wish I went with the Simpsons. I got. I got to think of something now. But okay. But um, 
my next one that I have is one of my favorite games of all time is has been Clank. And so mm-hmm. this whole idea of the deck building game with a board that you're exploring on. And this is one thing that Regan and I have been getting really into. So I want a Clank-like game, a deck builder with a board, but I'm playing Pokemon. <laughs> and so the, um, the, the, the cards that you can acquire are the possibly the Pokemon that you have to, you know, you have to battle them. You have to weaken them so that they can come into your hand. So you got to like play cards out of your hand that you've been acquiring. You got to acquire Pokeballs and you got to acquire medicine to heal your. And all the while you're still adventuring around the board and there's going to be bad guys on the board that you have to like, you know, maybe battle. And you have like, a, I don't know, I, this is where I, this is where my mind went and kind of like more like the Clank legacy type of thing too just to kind of you know bring that in because we haven't finished playing it yet <laughs> well i think the drawback with but, pokemon is they got a shortage of characters don't they oh sorry they, they, they don't they don't have very many <laughs> no <laughs> they don't have very many at all archived so, novels yeah yeah so you're kind of like exploring around the board and you're battling pokemon and then you got to get back to your headquarters and of course the first person to do that you got the incentive because you now you've collected the pokemon and now other people That's have to cool. follow you too or, or it may, may have to be, you have to go to a Pokemon gym. You have to be the first person to get to the gym. To, so, like, you're going to be the person to battle the, the, the guy or I'm the girl there. And so, Clank, a deck-building game, but with Pokemon. Now, Pokemon's already got a card game. It's a very, very popular CCG <laughs> out there. But, uh, no, we need, we need something like kind of like this, more mainstream. Like, there's Pokemon games. There is a Pokemon game from, like, the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, that was out there, but uh, no, I want something like the vein of Clank, the deck builder, acquiring Pokemon into my into my deck to help me battle other things, and cool. Got to get the items so I can catch the Pokemon. So what's the dragon in this scenario? See, okay, I didn't I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a villain, man. Okay, so, so, so you, I, can okay, go, you can go around the lines of the uh, the movie, and you could just borrow the the corporation. Like, is it Mewtwo? Is it Mewtwo? Is he, yeah, because he's like the big the big overall arch. Or no, Team Rocket. It's Team Rocket that's a, keeps coming after you. Okay, so remind me, in Clank, you make noise, and those are the cubes that go into the bag, right? Yeah. And then the more you have, the more chance of the dragons. So what yours can be, it can be like traffic infractions from people going out and playing Pokemon Go in public places and then eventually they can get arrested. There you go. You got it. I sense I sense a bad vibe here. I think something happened to I, Ian. I think Ian's upset about something. Let's move on. Okay, Ryan, it's your pick now. You can't pick six and you can't pick seven. Oh, is it Ian's pick? Two. Sure. I don't know. Whoever two? Did you say two? Yeah. Oh. Who does number two work for? Who does number? Well, you, okay. So this, uh, oh, this is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a very fun one. All right. So um, when I was, and this is a, a novel based off a novel that a movie was done of. Um, uh, when I was in university, I heard a lot of people talk about this. Oh, you can't read this. This is so. I'm like, who's this Hunter S. Thompson guy? So I read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and went, holy moly, somebody went done, licked a frog. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> this was by far the most 
psychedelic, and the fact that it was all pretty much from the perspective of uh, Dr. Thompson, um, reality. So I thought fear and loathing in Las Vegas. That, and I'm like, okay, well, what, what game would suit this? Chaotic, things happen, things don't happen. And I thought, you know what, Marvel Legendary. That would be an awesome system to have fear and loathing in Las Vegas because there is... Explain this. <laughs> because you have these crazy quests that he's on, right? Go and, you know, go and write a story about the Super Bowl. I mean, if anybody remembers the Bill Murray version of the movie, that by far was one of the scenes that made me cry laughing. Well, and first of all, Bill Murray is an absolute legend, a comedic legend. Um, and not to discount anything that Johnny Depp did in his version of, of that was sort of like, uh, and again, I believe that is my, uh, one of my Monty Python alum that directed that one. So there's my little 12 monkeys connection. And, um, so yeah, fear and loathing in Las Vegas with the legendary Marvel legendary deck building system. Um, yeah, there's just, there's just, I mean, Cops could show up. FBI could show. I mean, there's so it's a it's a chaos versus uh, fascist kind of uh, adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I want to hear. I want to hear it because that one's that one's definitely a left field one. I'm telling you right there. Okay, so, so that 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 that's not necessarily a Marvel legendary, but it has to be like a legendary one of those encounters. The encounter, like, yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. Yeah, the the sets that they do like the Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. another X Files game, Ian. They we have like the legendary encounters X Files game, which is. But no, I like kind of the guy. Yeah. yeah, Fear and Loathing yeah. in Las Vegas using that legendary encounter engine. I think I think there's something there, for a very small market of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who don't even That's know right. they exist. <laughs> That's uh, oh That's gosh. interesting. Yeah. I, don't, I, I have I have nothing on this. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the movie in years. I can't. But you can imagine how the artwork, can... right? The the artwork would oh, you yeah, just sit there. That would be pretty wild. You'd look at the board and go, "I'm having fun just staring at this board, man." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Or would it be, "Dude, the board's moving." <laughs> yeah. Did they say lick the components? I'm unclear on this rule. <laughs> Oh gosh, seven, seven, You're seven, really three, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk about your AP, man. This everybody just stared at the board as it as they hallucinated in the first round. <laughs> well, well, at least uh, you don't make me feel so bad for bringing up my next one. <laughs> oh, so I'll interpret that as, hey, thanks for throwing out that bad anchor. Now mine won't look as bad. No, I was, uh, I was kind of worried about this being a little problematic in terms of oh, content. Geez, no. I've, but I've, you just brought up fear, loathing in Las Vegas. So I, hey. I didn't, I didn't just lower the bar. I kicked it right off the supports, man. Cool. Okay. So here's a caveat: this game shouldn't be made. I'll talk about why in a second. But oh, it, it just it fits so wonderfully that we're. I'm going to go with it. So, have you guys seen The Wire? Yes. Is that that Gillian Anderson British? No, not even close. No. Okay. What, what, I guess what, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> no, The Wire was an HBO show uh, from a few years ago. Ryan's going to need some uh, resuscitation there. I think he's, he's going to have a heart attack. Okay, his breathing's back. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So 
damn, I didn't even think that was The Wire is a show, it's set in Baltimore, and it's a cop drama, cop drama um, where the cops are trying to bust a, a gang of drug dealers, like a, like a street gang. And, but, of course, that's the very basics of the show. The show ends up being way more expansive than that. I mean, it's often brought up in the conversations of best shows of all time. Um, and I think it deserves to be in that conversation. It's a fantastic television series. And so the game I decided to pair it up with is Root. Ooh. So hear me out. So Baltimore. I totally hear. Baltimore would be the board, right? The board would be Baltimore. And the cats would be um, the Barksdale crew. And the birds would be like the Marlowe Stanfield. This doesn't mean anything to anybody who doesn't know no, the but show. I mean, uh, the, well, the fact but if that you know it, yeah, yeah. it fits. Yeah. And so the Marlowe, because they're, they're going to come and encroach on the territory, right? The birds. Yeah. And so that would be like Marlowe's crew. The cops would be the Woodland Alliance. And so the whole idea of the show is that they set wiretaps to try to catch everybody. So the wiretaps can be the... Uh, the what do they call it? Tokens. The loyalty is that yeah, what they yeah, call yeah. it, right? Yeah, when they when they when they plant uh, yeah. subversive stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah. could be the wiretaps, and yeah. then eventually they can cause a bust to happen. And then, of course, your uh, the the raccoon, the vagrant. What do they call it? Vagabond. Vagabond. That would, of course, be Omar. Trash Omar panda. Little. Yeah, because he just goes around and steals from people. <laughs> so the problem is that. Two of those factions are drug dealers, and so, so this game shouldn't be made because you don't want to promote that. But come on, Ryan, does that fit? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to play this game fits right now. Well. Like that fits the the dynamics of the show pretty well. And then of course, like the River Folk, if you add that in, that would be like the the dock workers. <laughs> Throw them into the game, and yeah. There oh we go. Gosh, that this, sounds like this, a this sounds, that sounds like a nice fusion. This too perfect. This sounds too perfect to be true. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it doesn't. It shouldn't fit. It's like a hard-edged cop series, and cute little woodland animals. Their DNA of the game works. It just cool. works. I don't know. Cool, Ryan. Well, what well, do you there's, got? There's, well, there's, oh. there's, there's those other like area control games. Like there's a there's a game that came out not too long ago called Narcos. It's a it's area control yeah, drug dealing. That's yeah, which would be like another version of it. But yeah, no wire definitely fits root. I like cool. that. I like it. <laughs> cool. Okay, Ryan. Okay. okay, I'm gonna go with so one of our favorite games that we love to play is now it's not gonna match up exactly. I don't exactly know, like, but I like the like we like. Star Wars Rebellion around here, right? We, <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. we all like Star Wars Rebellion. Oh, yeah. Now, I, should, what Norm, is, should we tell him that, that that's already uh, Well, you know what? Exists? You know what, though? Here's the funny thing. I have that on my list right here. Okay. Right here. All right, Ryan. Sorry. But, go ahead. But I'm going. Gonna, I'm going to re-theme Star Wars Rebellion with Transformers War for Cybertron. So you got the that's Autobots specific. versus the... You got... We got the Autobots versus... The Decepticons. And now this is at the end of the war. And now the Autobots are going out and they have to try to find a new base to <laughs> like we all know, like they they eventually came to Earth. Like that. But the odd but the Decepticons are out there hunting the Autobots. 
Cool. And so I think it has that cat and mouse feel where the Autobots are trying to set up a new base and trying to get, gather their sources again so that they can become. The only thing that I have a problem with here is that, you know, like the Decepticons aren't going out like trying to spread their like their their like you're not trying to gain loyalty to the Decepticons. The Decepticons yeah. just kind of just take over. Yeah. Take over things and right. destroy worlds and blah, blah, blah. So um, I don't know how that aspect, but it's just that. The cat you could and thematically mouse work and then, that out. Yeah, yeah. But then you could also have these epic battles between the oh, Autobots and the Decepticons and land battles and air battles. And so I'm thinking Star Wars Rebellion. I also have a, in the back deep of my mind is I have a war, a, a Transformers War for Cybertron um, Twilight Imperium type of thing too. <laughs> of but course the, you but do. That, that one, that one, but that one's like way out to lunch because it would have to be like a two-player experience. But I like the fact of like just like, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Star Wars Rebellion fits it way better. I want to quickly yeah. piggyback because I have Star Wars Rebellion as well. Now, um, I looked at, I love, uh, of course, everyone knows. Well, not everyone. Maybe five people know <laughs> that uh, it was my number one game. So I'm thinking I love the cat and mouse aspect of this game. And I thought, what movie now is all about the cat and mouse? And I went, oh. <gasps> This fits perfect. Star Wars Rebellion, that whole mechanism with the Matrix. Okay. Oh, uh, you got to you got to walk me Go. through this one. Okay, Go so on. Okay, so obviously the Empire is the suits, right? It's like you the know, Matrix. yeah, right. And the the rebe- the rebels are obviously the hackers. Now the planets themselves, those are servers, right? Those are um, applications, those are programs that they're going into that they're trying to get something out of as a resource or they're trying to um, have allegiances with to be able to take on the big baddie. Now, you're running missions, same way as you are in Rebellion, and, you're, and if the, let's say, if, if, uh, if Neo and his, and his band of hackers can successfully pull off all these little mischievous moves with 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 uh, servers and 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 uh, other programs allegiances and so on and so forth and resources they put they pu- push up that rebel track as the uh, as the uh, officers or the agents sorry I'm gonna make a lot of people upset if I don't use the proper term as the agents are continually trying to track them down making more agents making more specialized um, uh, uh, robots to go and hunt and seek, right? They could have that factory running like a madman with the different variety of uh, of uh, mechanicals that they could send out to uh, hunt down uh, Neo and the hackers. So I thought that would be such that would that would lend itself in my head to uh, to be a great game in that environment. Okay, so now what about what, what about what about kind of like the Scotland Yard um, thinking, letters from Whitechapel I was or that Fury too. of Dracula type yeah. of type of thing too? Yeah. But well, so instead of like the Dracula that that's like the hackers they're trying to hide from the the big baddies and well yeah if you well, like that cat that that's that cat yeah. and mouse you said Fury of Dracula I'm gonna spill out Fury of Dracula I have on my list because I thought that would be a great game for the Born Identity. Mm, Where yeah, instead of Dracula, cool. yeah, you're yeah, Jason yeah, yeah, Bourne. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Mm. And all the FBI are chasing you around the planet. 
and you're mm. dropping, you're drop like I mean, how he physically made up these little bombs where someone would go into his apartment, <laughs> right? He'd blow. You could like Dracula would lay down all these spawns and yeah, that was where my brain went with that one. Yep. Cool. I I, okay. I apologize. I snuck two in there. Oh, that's okay. That's like a little okay. Wayne Gretzky. Well, we on our last rebellion. Are we on our last ones? We got time for our last round here. Okay, well, I don't... Hmm. I'm going to throw <laughs> out some for quick last. ones because I've got a bunch of that I haven't really thought about. What was the one... Uh, what's that game about magicians? What's that one called? Trictarian? Oh, Trictarian. Trictarian. Yeah. Okay, I don't know anything about that game, but let's retheme it with Arrested Development. It could be Job. <laughs> the money's in the banana stand. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I want to play Tobias. I so want to play Tobias. Uh, Battlestar Galactica already has a board game, but if you want a much simpler one, we could just retheme the Resistance, right? Oh, and yeah. Have the Cylons. That's a pretty easy one. I'll yeah. throw out there. Uh, and oh, I had another one. I didn't write it down because I just thought about it and now it's gone. Yeah, I lost it. Oh, um, oh no, I'm not gonna say that. We've already talked about enough drugs, which we don't <laughs> condone. <laughs> what, so, Buckley's the card game is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, but if you get your kids addicted bad. to board games, if you yeah. get your kids addicted to board games, they won't have enough money for yeah. drugs. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, my last one that I have is, is a quick one that is my quintessential. Um, people may know that I liked to play the um, Dragon Ball Super card game. It was a collectible card game. I don't play it very much anymore. But I would say I would retheme Marvel Champions. Like, oh my gosh, here we go. I'm saying it. We're going to retheme <laughs> Marvel Champions with Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z because you're powering up, you got to power up your characters. You got to like sit there and scream for like seven hours straight before your guy is actually fully powered up. And then you can take on the, there's so many big bads in the Dragon Ball universe. You have like the androids, you have the cell, you've got the, you got the, the original form of Vegeta. You've got Frieza, you got Boo, Majin Boo. You got all these big bads that you could take on and they all do. They all actually do something completely different. Like cell is like absorbing people and so he could be like absorbing cards out of your deck or something like that that makes mm-hmm. himself more powerful and then you got all the good classic characters of goku you got to power up goku so they can has the big the big spirit bomb is his big move and he takes time to power that baby up so you got to like tuck cards tuck cards until like he's fired iron man he's... yeah so like i don't know i think and they yeah. can all have these. He aspects. said classic characters. No, who knows Iron Man? We all know <laughs> Gobu or whatever. <laughs> but I thought that was Goku. I thought that was an ice cream flavor. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, so Marvel Champions retheme. I also had thrown in like That'll... Sentinels of the Multiverse. Is a is a popular card game kind of. Yeah, if this uh, your, if well, this your last everything. shot at it, spit out the uh, spit out everything you had. Yeah, Send- so like Sentinels the Multiverse, yeah. rethemed with Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, this is still okay, deal. cool. Yeah. It's still, dra- it still Dragon Ball because <laughs> these two card games are like the power, the powering up of your characters to take on the big bads. You love yeah. your Dragon stuff Ball like that. Yeah, let's let's do, let's replace Dragon. Marvel with that because that'll go better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, dripping. Oh, Lord of the Rings isn't very popular. Let's change all our Lord of the Rings games to Dragon. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, why not? <laughs> uh, one, two. A fantasy oh, flight funny, adventure. Ad, the adventure. Uh, fantasy flight co-op adventure game with Dragon Ball. <laughs> Roaming the planet <laughs> with the big bads. <laughs> it works. I've got uh, for for my ending here. I've I've got. I can rip through like a whole bunch of the ideas, or I can let you pick between two solid ones here. I've got. I've got. I'll tell you the IPs and you tell me if you which one you want to know about. I have the IT crowd and I have the Expanse. Well, the Expanse already has a board game, so go with the IT crowd. See, right now Ian's like, well, no, I want to hear more about... Okay, so, well, my thing for the Expanse was Three Kingdoms Redux. And we can have that discussion later. But, because Ryan asked for it, the IT crowd, um, I thought... Just that whole idea of an onslaught of problems that have to be solved, and if they don't get solved, they just compile it. I thought ghost stories, where the center, okay. that center grid, could be your IT specialists, your departments, your, um, your like all that stuff that you need to get your job done, and on all four sides could be. First floor, second floor, third floor, fourth floor, and all these employees start coming at you. Oh, I need to solve this problem with my heart. Like in the in the ghost deck, you have um, ghosts, and then so there's three different kind of types of of things that can come at you. And I thought, well, you can ha- you can have um, uh, uh, low cognitive operating level employees coming at you with computer problems. You could have uh, software issues and you could have hardware issues. And those could be those cards. And if they get anywhere near your department, they start shutting down your department because ser- servers are crashing. And, and, and that's that whole kind of, you know, cascading system like ghost stories. Yeah, but ghost stories is really hard, right? Oh, yeah. But wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't this game be really easy? Because then your answer would just be... Turn it off and turn it on again. <laughs> the you could you know that could be one of your tokens. You get to use that once. You get to yeah. use that once, and then once that token it's it's in the middle. You want that excuse again? You got to go to the manager's office and butter him up and get those tokens back because yeah yeah I thought I I was thinking about this as because um uh, the the ghost stories is coming up as one of my uh, one of my reviews and it was it was right there and I'm sitting there thinking about. The, the, the problem of, okay, what IP stuff? And I looked at this, and I went, yeah, this is IT crowd. It's yeah. just, you know, bombastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hackers. Hackers would be good for that, too. Yeah. 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 So, that, yeah, that's my stuff. I mean, I had, yes. uh, I, 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 uh, you had mentioned, Ian, you had mentioned Robin, Robinson Crusoe. And I, right. thought, yeah. I thought the Mandalorian would be a good, uh, a good IP in that oh, domain. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, because you well, have no, different account uh, events and different. Things yeah, because each we card would come fan- out. You'd set things up differently. You'd need different tools. You'd have different. We see Fantasy Flight can take care of that because we already got Star Wars Outer Rim, which is the bounty hunter, and they just need to have the Mandalorian expansion. That's all they really need to do for that game, and then it's it, it the game will be fantastically better. Cool. Well, yeah, but they're retheming Outer Rim. The Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> That is the perfect outro. Thank you, Ian. That was epic. Um, uh, we're going to take it upon ourselves to say thank you so much. Uh, we've enjoyed our time talking about IPs and uh, and uh, re-theming, as Ian says. Don't do this. Please don't do this. 
Um, so uh, I think <laughs> no, but it, <laughs> but, 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 but if you do, we've said yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Except, except for my suggestions for Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball. <laughs> Everything Dragon Ball. No. Actually, listen to Ryan's X-Files. That's, yeah. I do want that to happen. Yeah. Let's Yahtzee, make that happen. Dragon Ball game. What? <laughs> Are we on air that say that I had a good idea? Uh, yeah. Well, let's uh, wrap this up before we get crazy. Uh, I'm your host, Norm. <laughs> I've been Ryan. <laughs> Sounded like he said he's Ron. <laughs> I'm Ian. And we'll catch you later. This has been an episode of Cardboard Conjecture, and we are Bridge City Board Gamers. And you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Board Gamers Saskatoon. You can find us on YouTube, Bridge City Board Gamers. We are also on Twitter, at BC Board Gamers. And of course, Board Game Geek, guild number 3039.